It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I am Pastor Jack King. I am your host, and well, this is just an exciting thing for me to spend Sunday mornings with you here on 94.1. We are a show about dreams and visions at a church triumphant, alive and well. That's just what I tell people because we talk about the church and what God's doing in His glorious kingdom. And it has been such a wonderful journey for me for 1,136 shows today. That's a lot of talking over a lot of years, but I've had four rules all along the way. We don't talk sports, politics, doctrine, but we always speak well to one another. And that's happened just to have worked out very, very well. And today, I am just happy to have a young man back in the studio with me again. Hasn't been that long uh, since he was with us. Sean Kane is his name. And uh, the name of the ministry is Evangelism Global Incorporated. That's correct. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's, it's good, good to, to be. It's good to have you. We've already, he's been here an hour, and we've already done one show, but we didn't record it. <laughs> <laughs> so we've just been having a good time. Now, I'm going to kind of bring you up to speed about what he told us the last time he was here. That's when I first met Sean. He heard from God, hadn't been saved very, very long, and it was saved right here in Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. And uh, God spoke to him to go to Africa. Was it Sudan? Ah, uh, Uganda. Uganda. Uh-huh. He says, go and don't take anything with you except your clothes. That's right. And, uh, and I, I remember, I remember when he told us the story, and I said, listen, listen to him. He says, tell me he did it. And, and he did. <laughs> he went, he gets on a plane, flies to Uganda, has no idea how he's going to survive or anything else. And uh, it just so happens that there were some people on the plane, on the plane when he went there, that God was speaking to them. Mm-hmm. And when he gets there, he's looking around the airport and says, oh, God, what are we going to do now? And so the guy who was on the plane, he gets in his car and he's leaving and God speaks to him to go back and get. Now, what's the name of the uh, the white guy? I mean, Mazungo. Mazungo. Uh-huh. Go back and get to Mazungo. How to do? Yeah. You did good. That's that was good. That's, then, that's a very good summary. Yeah. And as the. Uh, uh, they say, as Paul Harvey used to say, the rest of the story. And the rest and you of the told story. us a lot of that, but basically you were there six months. I was there six months, yeah. And God sustained you. He sustained me. That was, And uh, just to follow up, that was Pastor Fred Mugambwa okay. of Christ Church. It's in Chitintali, which is a province of Kampala, the capital of Uganda. Okay. He was actually with me three weeks ago. Oh really? Stayed here. So you have an ongoing relationship. Ongoing relationship. Yeah. He's like a almost like a father <laughs> in the Lord. So he's he came and stayed with me for a week. He was here the first was it the first week of July? I think it was the first week of July. He was here. He spoke at uh Tallahassee Biker Church. Oh really? Mm-hmm. A couple of house churches <laughs> while he was here. So So the, here's the thing is it uh, there are people uh-huh. who would not believe a story like this. Sure. But I had no trouble with believing it at all. Of course. Because I've kind of walked that walk in, a, in my own weird way. <laughs> and yeah. I've had those things where 
It didn't make sense. None of it made sense. But yet, God in his way, he made a way. Mm-hmm. And uh, in fact, I was telling uh, somebody the other day, now, I've told you a little bit about this. I was the regional youth director for the southeast region of the Open Bible Churches for about 30 years. Stepped out of that. Started a youth camp. Uh-huh. It was 2013. I had no idea who was coming to this camp. I did not have one adult. I did not have one child. I had no money. But now Sounds this, right. this last summer was our 11th <laughs> of it. And then, and I may have told this story last time too, but uh, I don't know that this is probably camp number nine, uh-huh. somewhere along the line. And uh, when camp was over, yeah. I, there was still some money that had to be paid. Uh-huh. Okay. And uh, I'm a little concerned about it. And so I'm waking up one morning. It's a Saturday morning, I remember, and uh, kind of fell back to sleep. My wife had already gotten up, and she was in the, in the kitchen. Kind of fell back to sleep, and I had this weird dream. And basically, in this dream, I'm, I'm driving the church van, which is a big gray 15-passenger van with a, two trailers behind it. Mm. Okay, and I pull up to this a rest- van with two trailers. Two trailers behind it. Yeah, two trailers. Wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. So I pull up to this little restaurant. You drive by faith too. I see. <laughs> well, all of a sudden it started going backwards. Uh, yeah, I believe it. <laughs> then next thing you know, I'm heading down this hill, going forward. No, no, yeah. no, no. I'm going backwards. Uh-huh. Backward down the hill, fast, 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 fast. And the motor's still running, and, I, and I'm revving up, trying to go forward. Uh-huh. Won't go it. Now, you know that you cannot go down a hill backwards with two trailers behind you. Uh, <laughs> That's not possible because uh, you're going to jackknife. Uh, right. And I'm just trying my best uh, desperately. And uh, the whole time that I'm, I'm doing this, I, I'm saying only God, uh, only God. Yeah. Because basically, I realize if I'm going to survive this, yeah. only God, only God's going to do Oh, for sure. Yeah. So somehow or another... I get down to the bottom of the hill and I level out, and then I'm able to go far. Now this is all a dream. Now I understand this, oh, okay, this okay. is not real. I, I, I forgot the dream <laughs> okay. part. I forgot the dream part. I'm thinking, yeah. what? Yeah, you're yeah. driving a van with two. So, okay. This is this all, right. all a dream. Uh-huh. And so then uh, I woke up. Okay. And the Lord said to me, He says, "I was with you the whole time." Uh-huh. And He wasn't talking about my little trip down the hill. He yeah. talked about this thing, this money that I owed to this youth camp. Uh-huh. In other words, I'm with you the whole time. Right. And you know what? He took care of that. And I have not been concerned. We've done three or four more camps since then. And I have not even given the least amount of worry about where the money's coming from. Because God, if he's if he's in it, he's in it. That's right. Now, that does say he's not going to challenge us. <laughs> Him whom he loveth, you remember? Yeah. Him he loveth, he chases. That's right. So, you know. That's right. <laughs> anyway. You survived it. I survived it. And and God birthed something in you, didn't he? Well, he did, man. I mean, because I'd had a vision from, oh, maybe a few weeks after being saved of doing large evangelism events. I didn't know that was what they were at the time. All I knew was I was shown a vision of a field full of people and a stage. I thought, what is that? I've, I had never been a Christian before. I thought this doesn't look like a church. Okay, and let's, so, let's back up just a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Never been a Christian before. Yeah. Never had any experience at all. Oh, we'd been, I'd been in church a couple times, but okay. to be honest, the bit of exposure I'd had to Christianity, I would go in and I'd hear them read these stories, these Bible stories, and I'd say, I don't think y'all, I'd look around and I wasn't a Christian, but yeah. even at five years old, I'd say, I know these people in here. I don't think they believe what they just read. <laughs> they, don't re- they don't live as though God actually okay. separated that ocean. So you judged them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I said y'all's actions don't line up all with right, faith right. in well, the God you say you believe in. Yeah. Well, see, the thing about it is it, it was the saying us it's the, your, your life is the only Bible some people ever read. That's right, and that was me. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if you're not measuring up to what you say you're preaching. Right. I remember when I was a child going to church, because I grew up in church, I would listen to the songs, mm. the, the old hymns and stuff. Yeah. And, and, uh, they they had meaning to me. I didn't always understand them. Right. But I also wondered, does everybody else in the room, <laughs> do they believe this? Yeah. <laughs> and we're, we're singing all these things that talk about God, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, do we believe it? Yeah. And uh, so, so I think it's legit. I mean, you're a child. You're inquisitive. Right. And sometimes I remember a little girl <laughs> asked my uh, my wife, while we were singing, there's a song that says, God shall supply all my needs. Mm-hmm. And the way she was heard, gosh, there's a fly on my knee. <laughs> <laughs> and she was asking, I was, why are they talking about a fly on your knee? <laughs> well, that's that was her perception. Yeah. That's how she yeah. saw that, how she heard it. Yeah. My goodness, boy, does this not ever speak to us about our testimony. Uh-huh. Because see, I, can, I can take that on the flip side. Uh-huh. Because there were some people... In my childhood, okay, who very, very much influenced me, mm. and one of the reasons why I'm in the in the ministry today is because of them. So, wow. so it could be good, it could right. be not so good. That's right. <laughs> so, okay, pick up your story where you where I left you. Well, where, uh, I, where I, I interrupted. You, you know, it's, it's good. I mean, hey, all of our stories of Jesus is out after us, then. He's going to find us where we're at, and he found me where I was at. So Yeah, he did. He sent you to Africa. That's right. Yeah. So, well, and, you know, I ended up there. I think I'd shared in the last uh, segment that he had shown me a vision. I'd be in Africa, and then these outdoor evangelism events, and I, I didn't know how either of those would happen or what even these events were. I, I thought, I'm not a musician. What What is this? What is this? A stage in a field full of people. How do I do that? Wow. But did, did you ever stop to think? God, why did you choose me to give such a challenge to? There are people getting saved all the time. Right. It kind of reminds me of uh, what Jesus was talking about, about the 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 woman at Zarephath. And Jesus mm-hmm. said, there were a lot of widows during that time. But he chose, he, uh-huh. he chose her. He chose her. Of all the widows that were desperate during that time, he chose her. Yeah. Because he had a purpose for her, and he and I think he knew how she would respond to it. Yeah. So for some reason or another, for all the people who got saved today, you got saved. Yeah. God says to you, go to Africa and don't take anything with you. Just trust me. <laughs> God's providence. Well, it I, is. But you figure when God saved the apostle Paul uh-huh. on the road to Damascus, do you uh-huh. think maybe he had something in plan for him? I think he did because Zechariah. Ezekiel. Who was the anyway? The prophecy. Uh-huh. You remember the prophecy that was that was spoken over here. He says, "I have things for him to do." Right. You remember? Yep. So evidently, God had things 
for Sean to do. Must have. <laughs> I had a grandma who spoke a word over me when I was young. And uh, she had told my family, he's going to grow up and be a preacher one day. Really? Uh-huh. And my family, I, apparently some of them were Christian, I found out years later. But uh, if you knew who I was before knowing Jesus, this will put it in perspective. That part of my family, I didn't see them for 20 years. Really? I went and I visited them maybe a year or two ago. Hadn't seen them in 20 years since I was maybe 13. Really? I walked into a surprise party for my aunt. All of that part of my family was there. My aunt's mother was there. Didn't recognize me. She greeted me on my way in the door. Thought I was a friend of her daughter's from work or something. Uh, <laughs> Just a stranger, an acquaintance. And I shook her hand and she said, Sean? Angie's boy? I said, yeah. The next words out of her mouth weren't, wow, you're a preacher now, or wow, it's good to see you. Her words were, I thought you'd be in prison. <laughs> so, wait a minute. so at 13 at 13 my family thought he's going to grow up and go to prison and my grandma's saying god's going to make him a preacher <laughs> so she she had changed her mind or but she just didn't remember this was a different grandma a different, different yeah, grandma yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay yeah okay yeah. Clarification, just, gives, clarification, just yeah. gives you an idea yeah. of uh, of how god works but yeah, who knows man i i was actually speaking to a young man the other day and he was saying, uh, uh, actually, can we do a prayer meeting every Tuesday praying for revival in the area? And uh, he said, you know, I'd like prayer, personal prayer for me. And I feel called and, and I want to serve the Lord with as much of my time as I can give. You know, I don't want to give, I don't want to serve God part time mm -hmm. with ministering to the lost. And I believe he had a calling on his life. But he said, I just, I, I need to know that from the Lord so that I'm not doing something wrong. I don't want to be presumptuous. I don't want to be lazy and not work a regular job if he's, you know. Right. And I said, well, let's pray over you. And as we prayed, uh, the scripture came to mind to encourage this young man. And I said, you know, Isaiah, in Isaiah, God says, we look throughout all the world for mm -hmm. anyone who would go for me. And right. Isaiah said, here am I. Yeah. Send me. Yeah. And so even if you haven't had, I told this young man, I said, even if you haven't had some prophetic word like I got go to Africa or something like that, he's just looking for anybody right. that will say, I'll go, send me. Yeah. And, uh, and a lot of times it's something like that may come later. Am I? You know, because, I mean, the thing is, faithfulness has such a high price to it and because uh -huh. whenever you choose to be faithful you're going to be challenged to that mm -hmm. and and uh, so sometimes you just got to be faithful we yeah. don't always understand that of it and that's that's the crazy thing about what i say when i tell people says well how do you launch a dream and i just say well you just put one foot in front of the other <laughs> that's uh, it. because you don't know you don't know what god's going to do I mean, he'll he'll take it and he'll show you and he'll lead you this and he'll he'll let you fail a little bit and then then he'll come back. I mean, it's it's amazing the journey. Yeah. And then also, the people he'll bring alongside of you in That's your right. journey. That's and right. Most of them you don't even know now. Some of them, some of them are people that you will win as you go. They uh -huh. will become some of your most staunch, uh, reliable people in ministry mm -hmm. as you go. So you just go. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, Jesus told his own disciples, he said, don't take no scripture purse with you, just go. Uh -huh. Well, I know that sounds crazy, especially in this day and age, but yeah. there's people who do it. And uh, I'm, you're, I'm sitting right across from you. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I think the coolest thing, you know, you mentioned that God took care of me and everything when I got there. The coolest thing was going, 
I went with no plane, well, no return ticket. I had no money. I had no cell phone, and I had no luggage. Really? I had a, I had a Camelback water bag <laughs> with a Bible, a notebook, a pen, and a bandana. Wow. And a toothbrush. <laughs> and no return ticket. And no return ticket. And no phone to call home if something right. went wrong. Wow. Wow. But along the way, it was the way of seeing, you know, the apostles, he was he sent out the apostles and he said, don't take any silver or gold in your money pouches, nor extra shoes or, right, or right. shirt or a walking stick. Whatever you have need of will be provided. And right. what I can just attest to is along the way, he provided everything. Yeah. I mean, if I was hungry, He'd feed me. I'd have, I was walking one day, sharing the gospel, just walking around in the, in the area. And I thought, man, maybe make it back to the house that I've been staying at, and I'll go get some water. And I had to walk maybe a half a mile, mile back to the house. I turned to start walking, and I didn't make it 50 yards before I hear somebody running behind me yelling my name. <laughs> and I turn around, and who should I see but a friend of mine, a, a local carpenter, running after me holding a water bottle in the air <laughs> and he said here i, I felt like I, are you thirsty <laughs> i said wow that's the god that we serve it's, he yeah. is you know he's a living god yeah. man. and that's i think that is what i spent enough time living not living for god that encountering that the bible that's what changed everything yeah. i realized the scriptures are truly inspired by god and i thought if this thing's true man i want to I want to experience this God. I want to live it all the way. Absolutely. But the thing about it is that uh, there's a lot of folks who are Christians who have not come to that point in life. And and I believe that if uh, that were to fully become a part of who we are as uh, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, that literally many, many of the problems of this world would be resolved. Absolutely. Because that true belief, I mean, I'm talking about really putting God at the test, could change a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Because, see, I believe that, that there's a hunger for God out there, even though we don't always see it or realize it. And even some people that you would think, man, this, this is the biggest, baddest person that I've ever seen. And you just think that, well, they're just, they're just gone. There's no chance of them ever coming to Christ. Yeah. They're a whole lot closer than we think. Man. Because, I mean, people, we don't know what's going on inside of somebody. Yeah. You know, we can make assumptions by, by their appearance, but that can many, many times be so, so wrong. Can I, can I share a testimony? Absolutely. That, that I, it, it touches me every time I, I think back on this moment. Uh, I went with a group, this is several years ago, to help with a church plant that uh, was, they were trying to do this church plant in Tampa. Okay. And so this local guy, I didn't I didn't know this group or the or or the pastor that was trying to start this thing. Just came along with these guys and uh he had come to the local police and he said, "Listen, what is the worst neighborhood in Tampa?" And they said, "It's this neighborhood." He said, "Okay. What's the worst block in that neighborhood?" And they said, "It's this block." So he said, "Okay. I want to plant a church on that street right there." <laughs> okay. And I thought, man, I like that. Uh, yeah, me too. Because we're called to be light in the darkness. You know? you know, salt, so yeah. If salt's not being used, it's what what good is it? Yeah. If yeah. Li- you don't turn the lights on when it's daytime. Yeah. Right? So I went with this group, you know, and we split up. People were going off share, just kind of splitting off in teams. And I walked up to this guy right there on the worst block 
on the worst corner <laughs> in the worst neighborhood of all of Tampa, and I walk up to this guy while he's selling crack, standing with a prostitute right there, leaned up against the side of this wall. I'm assuming it was crack he was selling, by the way, what he was doing. Right. He was definitely a drug dealer. <laughs> okay. Okay. And uh, I used to be a drug dealer. We, we know we, we know our well, own. That's what I was, I was <laughs> we, we recognize that, our own. Say it. <laughs> yeah, we, we recognize our own. So I walk up to him. And I start a conversation, and, I, and we eventually get in. And I'm asking the guy, you know, I just want to let you know that God loves you, and can I share about his love for you? Can I share the gospel with you? And he says, yeah, sure. We get to talking, and he'd pause me from time to time because somebody would pull up, and he'd, just a second, he'd <laughs> yeah, walk off. Do a little business. <laughs> yeah, he'd walk off, make a little deal, come back, and the prostitute's standing there next to him listening. And uh, I'd keep going and keep going, and he'd pause me and go make a sale to keep going, keep going. And that happened two or three times. And as we got further into the gospel, towards the end, somebody pulled up, and he's so caught up by the gospel. This guy pulls up, and I hear him. He should have noticed the guy, but he didn't even notice the guy. Pull up maybe 10, 15 feet to our right. His right, my left. And I hear the guy, hey, hey, hey. And he looks over and he just kind of waves him off. <laughs> and the guy keeps yelling, no, no, man, hey, hey, hey. And and he he gets mad. And he, hey, go away, go away. When the guy keeps going, no, man, I'm trying to get this and that. He stops me, pauses me, and he's furious. He walks over, he says, if you don't get out of here, and I can tell he's He's trying to threaten him, you know. I don't I don't know if he was reaching, you know, trying to show him his gun or something. Get out of here. The guy drives off and he comes back and he says, Keep going. Keep wow. talking. Keep wow. talking. And he's just I mean, he is you know, his, his eyebrows are a little foiled up looking at me and he's just all attentive. And he says, Keep going. Wow. And I start getting to the end of the gospel. I'm finished and I'm telling him about giving his life to Jesus, how Jesus wants to rescue him from his sins from selling drugs to give him a new life, that he'll give him a new heart, a new spirit. He'll transform him. He'll take him out of this life of darkness and bring him into the kingdom of light. All these things. And he's saying, I want that. I want that. And he just starts breaking down right there. Just tears flowing wow, down his face. Wow. Flowing down his face. And he's saying, I don't want to sell drugs anymore. I don't want this life anymore. I want Jesus to rescue me. I want Jesus to change my my life. And I said, man, all you got to do is, you know, just surrender your life to him in faith. Repent, just turn from your, your ways and surrender your life to him in faith that he died for you and rose from the dead for you. Do you believe in that? And lead him in a profession of faith. He says, yes. And he is crying. Wow. Boo hoo wow. crying. <laughs> he said, I'm getting rid of my drugs. I'm not going to sell drugs anymore. I want to follow Jesus right wow. there. Wow. Now, the prostitute at this point, she had walked off. When I got to the part about repentance, she said, Oh, no. And she walked across the street. But for him, he gave his life to Jesus right there. Wow. So you don't know wow. that God. Yeah. Jesus leaves the 99 to go after yeah. the one. That's the guy I just described, but it, I mean, the yeah. guy that's, I mean, by his appearance, you would never believe that. You would happen. never, never but, think. Uh, but see, that's, that's what the word of God can do. But even for that young woman, a seed was planted. Seed, yeah. You sowed the seed. And, it's, sowed, and, uh, and it's there. You never know how that's going to affect her too. That's right. But see, this is the thing is, is that when you came to Christ, uh-huh. you didn't see all this. You didn't know this is where God was going, but God is going to have you on a street corner. He's going to have you here. He's going to have you over there. It's all in his plan. That's right. But he has a plan. But we also know this. 
there is an adversary. Uh-huh. And he is he is uh he has a mission, we know, to steal, kill, destroy. Mm-hmm. And he will do that in any way that he can. But we have to be mindful of that. Uh, it's kind of like the scriptures be careful when you stand. Yeah. List you fall. <laughs> right. So we have to be careful that we don't get so caught up in ourselves yeah. and realize that if this is going to happen, this has to be <laughs> it's got to the, God. the work of the Holy Spirit That's in our right. lives. And hey, man, I'm, <laughs> in fact, the book that I wrote, Dreams and Visions and Stories of Faith, uh-huh. one of the chapters is, says, uh, it's not about me. Yeah. Okay. So I write in the book. I started writing the the um, that chapter. I'm at the Masterpiece Gardens down uh, Polk County, uh-huh. and we're having a men's retreat. I didn't get anywhere. I'd sit there by this little stream, and, I'd, and I had written other parts of the book right there by that stream, but I couldn't get anywhere. Huh. Whole year went by. I couldn't write a thing. I never. A whole year went by, and I didn't write anything in the book. I finally, I'm back at that little stream a year later trying to write it and God says you want to know why you haven't been able to write this book the last or this chapter of the last year I said yeah he said, because it's not about you uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> here I am trying to write a chapter about, about it it's yourself. not about me and Instead God's of, saying I'm just a little too full of me uh-huh. <laughs> and that's true yeah that's true yeah because uh, I am a very flawed individual uh-huh. and, and if God's going to use me he has to sometimes do it in spite of me, but he will crucify, <laughs> as the apostle Paul said, got to take the old man and hang him on the cross. That's right. Because That's right. just so full of me. And we can get caught up in that. Yep. And unfortunately, God will say, well, I've got plans for you, but I'm going to let you just sit over here for a while. Uh-huh. And then we'll get frustrated about it. And we don't uh-huh. understand, well, God, we can be, you know. It's not about we. It's he only him. builds one-man stages, and he's, he doesn't share them. <laughs> That's exactly right. Oh, I tell you what, there's 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 a lot to be learned in this Christian walk, oh, but it's oh, exciting. Man. And for those of you just, if you just tuned in, this is the Gospel on the Radio Talk Show. I get to do this every Sunday, <laughs> and I I have such a good time. And God sends me these wonderful people to be able to talk to. And uh, Brother Sean Kane has come back. Second time, come back to be with me again. So it must have been a good experience the first time. It was good. (laughs) So one of the things, if you have listened to this show and you know Pastor Jack King, you know that he is just a man who loves Southern gospel music. (laughs) So we're going to play a little bit for you. We'll be back in just a little bit. Mark Trammell Quartet. just love it <laughs> and uh, here's a crazy thing about it is it uh, when I first started doing the talk show people told me says Pastor King you can't play that old music on that show and and have to be successful at it <laughs> I said well I've been doing it for over 20 years now people are still listening and I know that not everybody likes Southern Gospel music but they should <laughs> <laughs> so I just love it. And if you want to join me on Saturday nights, for those of us who are Southern Gospel music fans, it's a Saturday night gospel sing with me, Pastor Jack King. And we take a full hour and we just crank it up, have a good time. So 
join me Monday, every Saturday night here on 94.1 for the Saturday Night Gospel Sing and then join me Monday through Friday for the daily broadcast and that's a daily Bible teaching of the Word of God it comes on at 11 o'clock here on 94.1 and then something that we just started we're going to give this a try and uh and that is taking the same message that I take. I, basically, what I do, I take the Sunday morning message that I preach at Freedom Road, divide it up into five segments to do it for the daily broadcast. But then I'm going to bring it all back together again and record it here in the studio. And it's going to be about 25, 26 minutes. And you can find that on Rumble right now. Uh, Brother Bass is working with me with that. And so you can uh, check that out. Now, something else that I need to tell you about, and that is concerning the singings at the American Legion, and I help promote that. It's the first Sunday night of the month. They have a group come in. A bit of change in uh, September, and Highway 316 is coming back with Brother Barwick and his, his group. And they'll be there on the 3rd at 6.30 p.m. at the American Legion on Lake Alla Drive. Just want to make sure you are aware of that. And... Um, well, just want to bring you up to speed on all those things. Brother Sean Kane is my guest here this morning. We've just been having a good time just talking about the people who just hear the voice of God and go off and do Ezekiel type of things. <laughs> just go down and lay down in the streets of Jerusalem and build a little fort and, you know, you know how that goes. As but, long as I don't have to wear the dirty underwear. Uh, really, and uh, eating the dung. I'm not, uh, yeah. not into that. <laughs> but uh, that's the thing about it is that God sometimes has some different things for us to do. <laughs> but he'll choose people who have an ear to hear and mm. will respond. And that's what I was talking about earlier when the of all the people who were saved the day you were saved, it's you that God said, just go to Africa. Don't take anything with you. Just trust me. Yeah. Okay. So there's something that was there mm. that God knew even before you ever came to Christ. Yeah. But then again, the scripture says he knew us before we were born. That's right. And uh, he has a plan. And I do believe that God is the master planner. And uh, um, I don't know, have you ever heard of a guy by the name of Raymond Blair? I don't think so. Okay. This surprises me. Not for you. Okay. But I was talking to somebody who uh, their children attend North Florida Christian School. You ever uh -huh. heard of it? Uh-huh. Raymond Blair was the founder of North Florida Christian School. Okay. He's also the founder of Temple Baptist Church, which is now North Florida Baptist Church. Right. He was probably my third guest on the radio show back in 1992. Wow. And he told me the story of how God used him to build that tremendous ministry. And so many people who uh, have sent their children to North Florida Christian School. And yeah. the lady I was talking to, when I mentioned that name, she had no clue who it was. <laughs> wow. Who it was. Wow. You know, that's, that's the way it is. But... Uh, that man, Raymond Blair, came to Tallahassee with nothing more than a dream in his heart. Wow. He didn't have any money. Wow. Had six children and a wife. <laughs> and uh, he talks about how he went, walked the streets of Tallahassee, knocking on doors and visiting businesses and stuff. And he says his wife took in ironing and laundry, and the neighbor next door would bring him fish because he loved to fish. Wow. And God sustained him, and he built this tremendous ministry. Wow. Built Just, that whole school, too. 
Yeah, everything. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah, yeah. He was there for twenty nine years. Wow. And uh, I know him personally. I'm not well. As a matter of fact, I've had his son Rex on the, the radio show here. Wow. And just to realize that God used a man. Yeah. Because He uses people. Yeah. And uh, but He's looking for people who are willing. Yeah. And um, it's not always easy. Like the not, Isaiah passage. Yeah, it's, it's not always an easy journey. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's sometimes there's trials and there's heartaches and disappointments. Yeah, but yet I believe if a person is tenacious and just continues to avoid God, will use whoever, yeah, whoever who will, will listen and just respond. I, I, I'm just saying that because I, I just feel like there's somebody listening to us out there. I hope this, so. Is, this is speaking to them. Yeah, God, God's laid something on your heart that. In your own mind, it's impossible. Uh-huh. But yet, I serve a God who knows all about the impossible. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> and I'm, that's so, his house. Yeah, that's 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 yeah. That's where he lives. Uh-huh. So okay. So you go to Africa while you're there. God's speaking to you, and and you eventually come back to America. Yep. And you came back to Tallahassee. I know. And this is where you were raised. This is where I was raised. Yeah. Why do you suppose God brought you back here? At first, I think I came back just because this was where I started out from. Uh If I could have chosen, I would have gone, speaking honestly, anywhere else in the world. I did not want to come back here. Okay, I stand that. But uh, in hindsight, I think he came back here because he wants to bring revival to Tallahassee. Well, the one thing about it is that uh, uh, if you look at uh, history, especially recent history, uh-huh. Seems like whenever there's some big news event going on somewhere, somehow or another it just happens to have something to do with Tallahassee. It's amazing. It is. Uh, and uh, I, in fact, I was thinking the other day. I said, now, with all this that's going on with the uh, the former president. Uh-huh. I don't get into politics and all this. Really. Sure, uh, sure. But but it's history. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and of course, right now there's supposed to be a trial going on down in. Uh, uh, South Florida eventually. Okay. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if that thing didn't end, end up back here in Tallahassee. Uh-huh. I mean, it's just something about here that it does seem that things kind of happen. Yeah. So a revival in the capital city of Florida. Uh-huh. I don't know. This, this has some potential there to me. Why not? And, and another reason, I have heard more preachers uh-huh. tell me how hard it is in Tallahassee. Uh-huh. And I've know uh, I've I've known several pastors who've just uh-huh. given up. <laughs> and they wow. just left. Wow! I, I knew of a I knew of a man. Uh, Got to be careful. I don't want to expose who he is. Sure. Yes, but he was sent here to start mm-hmm. a church. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And he has started three or four other churches. He left Tallahassee. Gave up. Wow! So if God. You know, if this should happen, and I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be very, very careful because I don't want to put God on the spot or anything else. But, sure, sure. But um, that'd be a major accomplishment. I'm just telling you. <laughs> well, that sounds like the kind of thing he likes to do. God loves a challenge. He really does. You know, he loves a challenge, and this may sound improper, but it's because he's the only one who has a right to do it. God loves to show off. <laughs> But he's the only one who can show off, and it's not wrong because he has every right to. Seems to me like maybe there should be a different way to say that. (laughs) 
<laughs> display his say. power in the there earth. There you go. <laughs> he loves to display his power in the earth. He raised up Pharaoh so he could his show glory. his glory and his power. Glory. Yeah. There we go. That yeah. sounds so much nicer when you, there say, you, that. Go. you say it that way. He loves to show himself yeah. as the one and only. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, um, you know, the Billy Graham Association, uh-huh. the Billy Graham Crusade came here in 19. 19- Eighty-five, and they also said this was the toughest part place they'd ever been. Yes, in the whole world. And guess who was the last place last they had a religious event at Doe Campbell Stadium? As far as well, I know, I think it was that one. Yeah. yeah, as far as I know, that's it. Yeah, and uh, I was there. Yeah, really, and, uh, and it was packed. Wow. Yeah. Well, so yeah. So, so I have a vision. I uh, know not a vision. I have a visual mm. of what you're saying. Yep. You know, well, yeah. that, like that's what I was telling you. I came back and saw a vision of that. Yeah. Otherwise, I would not be sitting right here. Okay. Now, but there's a couple of events uh-huh. that, that you were involved in before then. Sure. One is at the Cascade Park. Uh-huh. Now, do we want to talk about the other one? Because we're going to talk about it Thursday night. Oh, not Thursday night. Next yeah, Sunday. we can talk, that, talk about it another <laughs> night. I say Thursday night. Everybody knows we pre-record these shows. That's no secret. Sure, sure. Okay. But I have to keep my Sunday straight. So not this. Yeah, this coming Sunday. Uh-huh. Uh, actually, that show will, will air before this show will. Okay. So, Radio Audience, if I've thoroughly confused you, welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, at the moon. Yeah. Tell, tell us about it. Well, uh, you know, leading up to Doak Campbell Stadium, We've been working with other ministries that really believe God wants to do that. And in the process of that, we believe that prayer, prayer sparks revival. Prayer. Oh, absolutely. Prayer humbles people. And prayer, hum- humility sets the stage for God to move because we get out of his way, mm-hmm. you know, and we begin to rely on him. As the Bible says, some trust in chariots, but we'll trust in the Lord. So. We believe that the Lord wanted to do prayer and bring together people from all around the city, believers from all around the area in unity and pray. But I don't, I personally, there's a Charles Spurgeon quote, hopefully I won't butcher it, but he says something to the effect of ministry without prayer is presumption, but prayer without action is hypocrisy. Wow. So. I have to think on that. We plan to do a gospel gathering an evangelistic event at cascade park in march of 2024 that's already scheduled it's already scheduled okay. for march of 2024 do you know the date we're looking at march 23rd but don't quote me on that okay just so that's yet. not settled yet mm-hmm. okay no but we're so sometime, working sometime in march sometime in march okay yeah and um prayer to proceed that now is is the organization that you formed are you all leading this are you just working with others is there another group going to be formed to do this because i know there's a lot of work that goes behind the scenes and these type of things yeah so we are spearheading it but we are working with for this prayer event just local believers no ministry in particular uh, but those who will be joining with us will be local churches from the area okay. city church a few others uh, St. Peter's Anglican, Emmanuel Baptist, First okay. Baptist. Okay. And FCA? And FCA. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, FCA, I don't know, is going to be there for our prayer event, but FCA is the one that is really wanting to sponsor and put this whole thing together. They came to us saying, hey, we we believe that we're supposed to be in Doak Campbell Stadium. Let's try and be there within five years, Lord willing. Okay. And so the first move is 
going to Cascade Park. Well, I, I think that's good. I yeah. think that's good because you're building here and you're building a, a cohesive a unit of people who are working together. Right. Um, I've been doing this for a long, long time. And uh, God's, God's really been able to bless what we're doing here on the radio because I bring a lot of people in from a lot of different organizations and stuff. But what I find is that I know them and they know me, but they don't know each other. Oh, man. And so uh, whenever I can, like, like for instance, if, if there's a, a minister that comes here on the radio show and, and, and what they're doing sounds very much like somebody else has been on the show, yeah. then I want to try to connect the two together because right. perhaps maybe we could work together in some way or another. Right. But it's hard sometimes to, to break that shell. Yeah. Uh, because we have a tendency to, to be of the mindset that what we're doing is what we're doing. Yeah. And, and then don't want to really have a whole lot of time to connect with other people. Oh. And, and of course, sometimes there, there are doctrinal differences and things like that, that, that we have to work around a lot of times. Sure. But, of uh, course. but to have a prayer event, uh, and I'll tell you what, prayer is a very, very, I'm going to, I want to, I'm going to say difficult and maybe you don't understand why I would say difficult. It's, it's the one thing that the devil is not happy about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, let me yeah. say two things. One, the devil is not happy when people are consistent in reading the word of God. Uh-huh. And the devil is not happy when people learn how to pray. That's right. Learn how to break through in prayer. Of course. Because that's the ticket is to be able to break through. Yeah. Because it's not. But you're just you're fighting spiritual opposition. I mean, this when you're praying, that's that's spiritual. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, you're you're in the heavenlies when this happens. Well, it's also hard. It's hard. You are will be hard pressed to find someone who is really reading the word, reading the scriptures, and spending time in prayer mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah. Who is not also living out of that? That's true. That's it's true. very hard to find somebody who is yeah. who is really living out their faith, and you don't find that behind closed doors. There, they have a life of prayer and reading the scriptures. Right. You see, what I've found is that. There's, there's something has to go along with this is for me just, just personally sure I have to have discipline yeah. in order to do anything because it's just it just doesn't come natural to me <laughs> likewise it, it, call me call me lazy just I'm just lazy <laughs> <laughs> so so I have to in, in so many things in my life I just have to say okay this is this is what I'm gonna do this yeah and I just have to set a time just do it because I, otherwise I won't yep and uh uh, the Lord really got on my case, uh, 2009. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I got a spiritual whooping on a Sunday morning and God brought me down to the altar to, to our church on 8th Avenue. And, uh, well, I, let's just say I've been consistent to make sure that I at least go through the ritual of yeah. reading the scripture. Yeah. I can't say I've always conquered it in the spiritual world, uh-huh. but I know that if I don't keep the discipline going, then yeah. I'll never get to the other part. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just me. Yeah. But the thing is, is that you can spend a month ago by, two months ago by, and you find out you hadn't even opened the Bible up at all. Yeah. And it's amazing how quickly that time will go by. That's true. <laughs> and, <laughs> but on, on the flip side of that, uh-huh. Because I have a daily 
a program that, uh-huh. that God just gave it to me, just like five seconds. He said, well, this is what you do. Takes me through the Gospels every four months. So every four months, I'm reading through the Gospels. Okay. Been doing that since 2009. Wow. But I tell you what, I love the Gospels. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would hope you would not yeah. read them that much. Yeah, and, and, but yet, I, it's, it's helped me in my preaching. Yeah. And then recall, it just just gives me a familiarity with the Word of God. Now, I'm, I'm uh-huh. reading other scriptures too, but but because that's part of the system, it's just that I'm, I'm in the Gospels all the time, but that's talking about Jesus. Right. Jesus is the founder of our faith. Amen. He's the author, the finisher of our faith. Amen. So, Chief cornerstone. Yeah, the more we can get to know about him, then obviously the stronger our relationship's going to be. Of course. You know, the more we know. Of course. And then you look like this. If every, if I'm going through this every four months, that means just about every month I'm reading about the crucifixion, uh-huh. and it's becoming fresh back to me again. Oh, and, man. Uh, just breaks my heart all over <laughs> every time I read it. <laughs> so, to me, God's God's got things going. This, when you look around the world and you see this is crazy. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm, 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 I listen to talk radio a lot, so you know I listen to all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Man, this world is crazy. Uh-huh. But see, it's in the midst of crazy that God just sometimes just, you know, the white horse rider. That's right. And he comes in. And, of course, we don't know. We don't know where, where we're going to. But I do know this, is that when God pours out his spirit, uh-huh. things happen. Amen. And can you just imagine Doe Camel Stadium? People weeping and crying and, and seeking God and just seeing a whole, not just the city of Tallahassee, but the Big Bend area, all these little towns, Crawfordville, and Havana, and, and Monticello, people coming. And yes. I, I can just see God doing something here. Wow. And, and see, he's, he's put that vision and that dream in your heart, but from what you've shared, other people have the same dream. That's true. And, uh, well, <laughs> which it ought to be if it's a big, you know, if a dream's from God, then it's bigger than you. And if yeah. it's not bigger than you, it's probably not from God. Yeah. And, and it's very possible that there's somebody else that's been listening to this show and they're saying, hey, that's been on my heart, too. Yeah. Well, if, if it is, then you need to contact Sean because God's doing something here. And uh, are you are you able to give out information? How people yeah. Reach you? Yeah. Yeah. They can reach us. uh I don't mind giving out my phone number even. Okay. You know, I might not answer. You might have to leave me a voicemail, but I do it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) It's, uh, 850-661-7275. Or people can reach us on our website at evangelismglobal.com. Dot com. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because sometimes we forget to dot com, the dot org or the dot us, (laughs) that sort of thing. So. God may be speaking to somebody. I praise the, come praise the Lord and, if he is. And, and uh, help you. Now, the thing at the moon, we, have we talked about that already? We talked about it a little bit. So it's going to be Sunday the 27th from and 3 to 5. 3 to 5. And this, this is a prayer emphasis. It's a prayer emphasis. Okay. We're meeting to pray. Second uh, Chronicles 7.14, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and heal okay. their land. And the thing about it is that this show is going to air that day. Oh, great. And then it's also, the, 
the Sunday before that, we'll be talking about it too. So you're going to have oh, two great. Sundays in a row here that we're going to be talking about this this thing. Just helping to get the word out. With yeah. It. Um, now, at the moon. Yeah. So how did that connection come about? That's a really good question. Yeah. That's a really good question. Yeah. Um, totally free, by the way, if anybody's listening and wants really? to come. Okay. Um, so it happened because... You know, we, we wanted a neutral location. Yeah. If you're trying to bring together believers from around the city, if you hold it at somebody's church, then another will think, well, oh, yeah. maybe I, this I, is a ploy or something. That. Yeah. So yeah. we wanted a neutral location. We tried several places, but just we tried FAMU's campus. We tried Cascade. We tried a few places. And the last place that just worked out was the moon. And, you know, honestly, on the back end, we realized what better of a place to pray for revival in Tallahassee than a nightclub. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I'm just wondering if everybody knows where the moon's at. Oh, yeah. So the moon is on uh, Lafayette. Is, that, is, is and, uh, Lafayette right behind Ross? Lafayette and Seminole. Yep, that's where it's at. Okay. And see, now every time I pass by the moon, and I pass by there several times a week. Yeah. I think of pudding. That's what always comes to my mind is chocolate pudding. Huh? Because a lot of times I'd be working in that area. Uh huh. And it was an A and P store. Oh wow! It was a grocery store. Wow! An A and P store, and I would go in there and I'd buy me some pudding. Wow! And I'd take it home, and my wife would fix it for me. Wow! <laughs> so when I think of the moon, I think of pudding. Wow! <laughs> and but we've been in Tallahassee a long time. That yeah. Was, that was an A and P store at one time. Wow. Then you don't, you don't even remember A and P stores? No, I don't. Atlantic, my, Atlantic and Pacific is what it stands what it stood for. Oh, my my family used to own. Uh, a grocery store at Sop Choppy. Now I'm forgetting the name of it. Oh, they were all over the country. Uh-huh. Uh, IGA, IGA, the yeah. IGA. That's yeah. right. The uh, Atlantic and Pacific was the name of this A and P, and it became very, very prosperous in the Depression. Okay, because they sold things at a very, very uh, you know they, they they were the concept was volume selling a whole lot of stuff cheap. Okay, gotcha. And then, then as society changed, uh-huh. they didn't really change with it. Gotcha. And I don't really know whether they're still in other parts of the world or country or not. I'm not sure there's none in Tallahassee anymore. Well, until, that, that happens when we're not willing to. Well, change is part of life. Yeah. <laughs> and it brings up something even just with ministry, reaching that gospel, everything of not losing our values and convictions of our faith, but. Changing to reach the next generation. I mean, that's a difficult thing. Yeah. Because how many churches have had big issues over the music? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, and that's, that's, that's hard. That's hard. Yeah. That's, that's a hard thing to deal with because your, your generations change. Uh huh. And then the people want people like this. The, the new generation wants this. Right. And, uh, we have these divisions and things like that. And it, it, it you're right. But, but the thing is that, the gospel has to stay the same. You can't compromise the gospel, but there That's are right. sometimes things change. I, I knew somebody who hated air conditioning. Just oh, hated wow. air conditioning and wow. did not want the church to have air conditioning. <laughs> and so <laughs> Was that, you said something about an adversary earlier. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. But you know, those those are are all a part of societal changes. Right. Now when you go to Doak Campbell Stadium, something tells me I'm probably going to hear the music from my house and I live on Tram Road. I hope so. <laughs> and I doubt seriously that it's going to be Southern Gospel. Uh, probably not. No. But the gospel's going to come forth. That's right. And uh, I'm thinking 
that in the midst of all of that noise that I'm going to say is going to be the music, they're going to be talking about Jesus, even though I probably won't be able to hear it. But uh, but uh, anyway, so what I'm saying is that I'm with you. Yeah. But that's not my music. That's I'll all right. I'll just tell you. That's all right. <laughs> and I have to, uh, a lot of times when I'm at that type of event, because I, I do a lot of youth stuff. Yeah. I have to leave because it, you know, cause my heart to start jumping uh, the wrong beat. But I'll be, wow. the, I'll be the one the word comes forth. Okay. You know, but see, it's not about me. Right. You know, there was your, your, your music. It's not going to reach me. Sure. Because I've already been reached. Right. But it may reach some of those young people in Florida State. That's right. And that's where we're, that's where we're going. Lord willing. Yeah. <laughs> God is so good. All right, brother Sean, what else you got to tell us? We got about four minutes to go here. Oh man. Just trust Jesus. Just trust Jesus. I'll give you a quick testimony just okay. to trust him. All right. We're talking about trusting the Lord, his promises, and how he does things, and trials of faith you were talking about. And if God really is who he says he is, then that means that your life following Jesus is going to be one set up after another of him building situations for you to come to know him wow. deeper. Wow. When I was in Africa, I had one pair of clothes. Woke up one morning and my shoes were stolen. Oh, only pair of shoes. Now that's a problem. It is a problem. Yeah. Everybody in the house was freaking out. We had a walled compound that in the house I was staying in, glass on the walls, and so I realized, wow, whoever stole these shoes must have really needed them to go through what they went through to get them. Wow, or they really needed the money to take them and sell them. And so while everyone's freaking out, I just started smiling and rejoicing. I said, wow, praise Jesus. They said, what? <laughs> what is wrong with you? They looked like me like I had three heads. And I said, wow, wow. Someone who must have really need shoes has just got some shoes. And then they said, what? And I said, but even more than that for me, you know, I've known God as my healer. I've known him as uh, provider, I've known him as protector, I've known him as leader, I've known him as Elroy, the God who sees me, but I've never known him as the God provider of my shoes. <laughs> and now I'm going to get a chance to know him in that way. Wow. And that's just changed my perspective on trials of faith that Jesus said, this is eternal life that you would they would know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ right. whom he sent. That every trial of faith, every moment in our life, God is just wanting to bring us into situations where we will get to see him and know him wow. in a new way. See, I'm not sure that I wouldn't have been fussing about it myself. <laughs> but now I, I got a whole radio audience out there waiting to hear, how did God provide you some more shoes? Well, by the end of the day, I had two pair of shoes. Okay. Uh, uh, where'd they come from? Well, somebody else came up and ended up giving me uh, a pair of sandals, and another one gave me some dress shoes, which I didn't have. It was sandals that got stolen. By the end of the day, I had a sand, pair of sandals <laughs> and a pair of dress shoes. This which just goes to show that God does meet the needs. Oh, over and over again. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I, I, there's a I don't have time to tell the story, but there's there's a group of people who who ended up in Tallahassee living at the Walmart over on the uh, what they call, one they call Small Mart over there, uh -huh. and their story is is a story very similar to yours in the aspect that uh, God told them to do something. Wow! And they ended up doing it, but the mother, <laughs> she she said she said uh, I fussed a lot. <laughs> and I thought, thank you for your honesty, uh -huh. because hey, we are human, yeah, and we're not always perfect. At least I'm not anyway. Yeah, me either. And sometimes 
I forget who I am in Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. but God's good to remind me. And um, sometimes it takes my wife to remind me. <laughs> uh, you need to you need to tighten up. There, there was been times in our lives when we were going through something, and Tammy would say, "I don't know what it is that God's trying to do with you, but I wish you'd learn it. <laughs> we can move on." <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that. Radio audience, look, Sean and I have talked about God doing wonderful things, and he does. Yeah. But he also knows we're human. Yeah. He knows all about our humanity. That's right. And guess what? He chooses to love us anyway. Amen. And that's the gospel. Amen. That is the good news. Amen. That he, he left, for God so loved. Amen. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish hallelujah amen god it's time to pray father god i just thank you for brother sean i just thank you for the him coming and being on the show and lord god he's got big dreams but i understand because i am a dreamer myself lord god you're going to make this happen no camel stadium we're going to we're going to promote it right here on this radio show father god you bring everything together there's work to be done we know that but, Lord, we pray even now for those precious souls that will be one at the moon and at uh, Cascade Park and wherever, God, you take this ministry. Lord, God, you go before them, and we give you the glory and the praise. We pray over our country. We pray, God, for your kingdom. And, Lord, we pray for peace in this world and peace in the city of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother Sean, thanks for coming and being on the show. Thank you for having me. And until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.